Good afternoon, my fellow Mr. Ganders. Good afternoon, my fellow Americans. My goodness gracious, has it been an interesting five days. Man, the overwhelming amount of support and donations and just everything that all of you have been doing has been unbelievable. Did we, the people, make a statement, not only on that first day, but over the past five days, you all have just been unbelievable. And again, as we go down this road, this beautiful journey, right, that we have 553 more days to go. I tell you what, folks, it's the movement continues to grow. It's alive and well, you know, and we are going to get it done. And that's what it's going to take is pure grassroots momentum, pure grassroots love. And you guys have just been unbelievable over the past five days. But again, this is going to be an ultra marathon, not a sprint. And we are going up against, as of right now, uh, Governor Whitmer's five and a half million dollar war chest, which she raised on all of us during the Unlock Michigan repeal the 1945 petition that Stand Up Michigan helped with this past summer. Remember all those emails that I used to get and we used to read how Governor Whitmer was going out there and say, they're trying to take away our power and they're trying to make Michigan unsafe. Donate $10 today. So she raised a lot of money off all of us and all of our hard work, which is fine. You know, that's the kind of game that we're in. But you all have been unbelievable. And I feel very confident that we are really, really off to an unbelievable start, folks. But we just can't let up. We are not going to let up this gas pedal. Um, throughout this entire process, if anything, we are going to continue to hammer down on that gas pedal harder and harder every single day, because that's what you're getting with me is a guy that's going to outwork anybody out there. I'm going to live and breathe this thing with my entire being. All of my focus will be on making sure that we win and Governor Whitmer is out in November in 553 more days. That's going to happen. There is not a doubt in my mind because what she continues to do, she is the gift that keeps on giving. So let's go over some things that I see some stuff in comments that come up. And I like to address these things because unlike our governor who says that she wants to be transparent, I will be transparent. And for those of you who have been following me ever since the beginning, I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be giving you up to date, accurate and truthful information. And I'm always going to stand up and fight for doing what's right for the group as a whole, which I've proven time and time again. So let's go into the repeal 1945 because somebody said, you know, Garrett is a part of dark money. And I knew this rumor is going to come up. It always does. Especially I see the rumor right now. All of your hard-earned donations that you donated to what I like to say your campaign and your governor's race, because all I'm going to be is an expression of all of you, we the people. But these rumors always come up. It's dark money coming in. No, it's we the people's money coming in, and a lot of it is, and we appreciate everything. But back in the summer, when Unlock Michigan got a hold of Stand Up Michigan, and a lot of people kind of thought that Stand Up Michigan and Unlock Michigan were the same thing. It's not. Unlock Michigan didn't have anything to do with Stand Up Michigan. Unlock Michigan was an entirely different entity than what Stand Up Michigan. And Unlock Michigan contacted us and said, hey, can your movement help with the petition that we are going to be running? And we're like, absolutely. We're all in this to make sure that this governor cannot continue to use the 1945 law. So me and my co-founder, Ron, we were co-chairs on the Unlock petition and some other guy, because when you do a citizen's petitions, you need three citizens to be co-chairs of that petition. 
So that's what me and Ron and I forget the other guy's name. I apologize if he's watching out there. But we were the three citizens on that petition. And then Unlock Michigan did their thing and Stand Up Michigan helped get these signatures. Now, when you have citizens petitions or any petitions, and what I found out during this is a lot of times they have paid circulators. All right. And they pay these circulators to go out and get signature. And the more signatures they get, the more they get paid, I guess. Right. Our movement was different. Our movement was pure grassroots. So everybody that was involved in the state of Michigan, we just had unbelievable volunteers throughout the entire state. And that's why we, the people, hammered it down, which I'm still proud of every single one of you that were involved in the Unlock Michigan petition. You guys were amazing, unbelievable. But we helped unlock Michigan. So there's an article out there in the Detroit Free Press that there was some dark money, 600,000 came in to unlock Michigan. That might have happened. I don't know. That wasn't my entity that I was in charge of. I know Stand Up Michigan didn't get that. What Stand Up Michigan was trying to do was we were trying to sell a lot of T-shirts so we could stay afloat. And so those are the things that you see these rumors and you see all this dark money. Again, folks, it wasn't. There are two different entities. I'm sure Unlock Michigan got support from somewhere, but we weren't tied into them. Stand Up Michigan helped Unlock Michigan get the repeal done, and we were all grassroots volunteers. They had paid circulators. They had money coming in, um, but it would have been nice to have some of that money, right? Uh, but it didn't. It didn't happen. So that is one thing that I want to address. Number two, this Saturday, May 8th, in Marquette, I will be speaking a little after 10 we are coming to your city, Marquette. And so my unbelievable staff is actually going to have a lot of um, stops for all of us as we make the pilgrimage up to freedom to Mark, or Marquette, Michigan. So we're going to release that as soon as we can, either later on today or tomorrow. We are going to make a stop in, I think, Grand Rapids, Charlevoix, I think Mackinac. And then we're going to make our pilgrimage that morning up. And then we are going to bring down the house at the pro Second Amendment rally which this guy is obviously pro-second. I'm really excited. There's supposed to be thousands of people there. So if you're in the UP, we are coming. We are coming up, and we are going to dominate that rally. I'm very excited for it. But we're also going to be making stops all the way up, and you all will know if you're in that area, if, like if you're around the Grand Rapids area on Friday morning this week, you can come out and meet. We're going to have an event, and we're going to do that all the way up. I'll release all that as soon as it's revealed to me. Again, this is your movement. Right. And I am just going to be an expression of all of you. So you guys have to be involved. Stay in tune. If you come, just come out and meet me. That's a great time to ask me any questions. Um, and it's just it's going to be great just to meet everybody. That's one of the exciting things that I am excited about on this campaign is, again, um, just meeting everybody and talking to everybody, because that's one thing that I've done over the past year. You know, when we were running and doing all these protests and freedom festivals and rallies with Stand Up Michigan, man, did I get to meet tens of thousands of you and just hear your stories and everything else. And look, you may think that, you know, I give you energy. Man, when I meet all of you, you give me energy and you inspire me. And when I hear your stories, that just throws more gasoline on my fire to get it done. So you guys inspire me. So make sure if you can, you know, come out to these events when we do it. And look, if you miss it, folks, we're going to be doing this for the next 553 days. So you'll be able to make one and we're just going to continue to make the rounds and continue to grow our movement into something very special. But um, this Friday, we're, we're going to start making our pilgrimage up to Marquette and then the rallies, of course, at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning in Marquette and we'll get it done. OK, so next thing. Been waiting to talk about this. Governor Whitmer, again, moving the goalpost. Right. 
So let's go back all the way to the beginning. And you guys know the narrative by now, because I've said it a million, million times, how she just continues to get on there, move the goalposts, give false hope, um, demand, all this garbage. So if you go all the way back in the beginning, let's let's look at the clown show. And that's what we're going to do today. If you look all the way back to the beginning, what did we want to accomplish? And I said this time and time and time again. Look, every elected leader and politician, because not all politicians are leaders, which we're figuring out in the great state of Michigan, they all get a get out of jail free card with what they were doing because nobody knew if this virus had any teeth or not. OK, so everybody was just trying to see what was going to happen. But we all wanted to do what's best. That's why I really feel if you give people the information and you're transparent and you inspire and you empower people, majority of the population will do what's right. So when we were thinking about this virus coming over, nobody knew. So I was doing everything that I can. I was keeping my distance. I was making sure that I wasn't doing any unnecessary things. I don't think you need to mandate those things. I just feel that if you give the people the information, we're going to do what's right. You're always going to have the people that aren't going to follow any rules, and that's fine. However, the majority would do it and do what's right for the good of the whole. That's why I don't believe in mandates, folks. However, we didn't want to overwhelm the hospital system, which is common sense, right? We didn't know if this was going to come in and kill 10%, which some of the people in the media were saying 10% of Americans may die. That's 30 million. That's a lot of people at once, right? Or even a lot of people over the next six months would definitely want to overwhelm the hospital system. So we didn't want to do that. So we were all bought in like, yeah, let's not overwhelm the hospital system. Let's make sure the people who need the care get the care. Let's see what happens. And then two weeks goes by and she doesn't release the hospital data. And the legislature's like, you want to extend the state of emergency, but you haven't released the hospital data. Well, come to find out she was not only releasing the hospital data. She was denied a FOIA request all the way up until the end of June under the cloak of the pandemic that they couldn't. Right. And they weren't releasing the data to the people. And we start to learn that hospitals were actually laying people off, right? They weren't overwhelmed. So then she went on and she brought down the hammer after April 9th and said we couldn't buy mulch, couldn't buy paint. You know, you, you couldn't go into a motorboat. You, you can go in a kayak. You couldn't travel. All these, all these mandates, right? All these orders without releasing any of the data that we, the people, deserve to know. And as it went down, her narrative switched from overwhelming the hospital system to cases and deaths, cases and deaths, cases and deaths. And then not a lot of people were dying, right? So then it just went to cases, 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 cases. And the cases went through the summer. And that what was driving. If you guys remember, there was a big rollout plan on when the caseload would get to this. We're no longer in a pandemic. We can open. But th that that's gone, right? She never follows that anyways. So she changed it from cases, cases, cases. The flu is coming and we don't want to overwhelm the hospital system again because now the hospital system has to deal with flu and COVID, which I don't know where the flu went this year. It just I guess it just decided not to show up for the first time in the history of our species. And then at the end of November, she locked us down again to say that we didn't want to overwhelm the hospital system because case rates were going up. And she canceled Thanksgiving, canceled Christmas, canceled school, canceled high school athletics. You know, now during this whole time, we have the mask mandate, which now we're being proved that states who have the mask mandate and states who do not, there is no difference whatsoever in the spread of COVID. And now all this research is coming in. They're saying, you know what? You know, masks aren't doing a lot. That's just going to continue to come out, folks, which I told you it would. But they continue with this narrative. Then she came out in January after she canceled Thanksgiving, Christmas, went to the inauguration with her two kids. And then... She said she was not going to open up until she eradicated the virus. So that was our hope. Like we weren't opening up until the virus was completely gone. Folks, we have eradicated two disease processes in the history of our human species 
And so she went on her own soapbox and said, we are eradicating another one. And then it switched now to what? We are going to vaccinate over 70% before we're going to be fully open, right? Again, just continues to do the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So many other states are doing way better than us without any mandates. They're fully open. Crowds are back. It's normal. Graduations are going on. Proms are going on. There's packed stadiums. Where's the COVID hell? And they still run with this narrative that it's going to be, and it's not. The gig is up, and we all see it. But if she wants to continue to, to continue to do the definition of insanity, which is the same thing over and over again, expected result, that's fine. And I will call out her clown show all the way until I debate her one day to hold her accountable in front of all of you on stage. And I'm looking forward to that day because she will be held accountable because she will not be able to lie herself out of it on stage because I will have all the data, all the science that I've been fighting with over the past year to bring it up and look at her and say, answer the question. And she won't have an answer. She's just going to have probably her little smirk, right? That's what's going to happen, folks. And so that's why we need somebody to stand up to her and call out her clown show, who's not a politician, who's going to do what's right for the people. Hence why I'm all in with all of you right now. So we're just getting started. Okay. So she can continue to the move the goalposts. But I tell you what, she just lost the middle. She just lost the middle with the restaurants, with high school athletics, with schools. And now she really lost the middle with masking up two to four-year-olds in preschool all day. You should never, ever, ever mask up babies. What's wrong with you, right? None of the research out there supports that, especially with this being what it is and what we know what it is and how we know how to handle it from here on out with therapeutics and everything else, folks. And they're not mentioning about all of you who have gotten this naturally. Why do you still need the injection? If you've gotten this naturally, why do you need the injection, especially with the research showing the injection only lasts six months? So what's your plan, Governor? In six months, you're going to vaccinate 70% again? And that's what you're going to do from here on out to eternity? Why don't we start talking about the immune system? Why don't we talk about strength in the body? Why don't we start talking about more therapeutics? You just started talking about therapeutics Three weeks ago, why weren't you talking about it when President Trump was talking about it back in May? This is why we need somebody up on stage versus her to call out this, who has the experience, who has the knowledge of the body, and who can lead with common sense. That's what we need is common sense leadership, not somebody that's looking for a political agenda, not somebody that's looking out for their political career, right? That's why we will continue to move this thing forward together as we the people. And we're just getting started. 553 more days until we get it done. So God bless every single one of you. Thank you so much for all of you who have donated. We made a statement, but we're just getting started. So if you haven't already, you can go for GarrettForMichigan.com. You can find us on our website. You're going to see all the information. Also, you can go to our Garrett for Michigan Facebook page. Now, obviously, everybody's been following me. You know all the other platforms that I'm on right now. But, folks, get involved. Holy cow, we, we love to hear your stories. There's places on you to share your stories. If you want to hold events, anything like that, there's places for you to fill that out. There's so many things that you can do for this movement right now. And you guys have all just been doing a fantastic, unbelievable job. If you go all in with me, I will go all in with you. And we will make positive changes. And we'll make Michigan great again. So God bless you. God bless the state of Michigan and God bless these United States. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye. 
Bye, my TikTok.